the ultimate act of love and forgiveness and grace and mercy. It came that day as Jesus was crucified. And nobody, not a single person, understood it more than the man named Barabbas. The Bible tells us that as Jesus Christ, as he stood accused and, and the people screamed, crucify, there was this man whose name was Barabbas who was already set to die. The man was a murderer, an insurrectionist. He started a riot where a man was killed because of it. He had blood on his hands and he deserved to die. He deserved the punishment that was waiting for him that day. Barabbas was a thug. He was a rebel. And the crucifixion that was set to take place was rightfully his. And as the tradition of the Jews, Pilate stood there, ready to release to them a prisoner of their choosing. It was clear to Pilate that the innocence of this man named Jesus would absolutely outweigh the guiltiness of this man named Barabbas. Jesus, the spotless, sinless, innocent man standing on one side, and Barabbas, the thug, the rebel, the rioter with blood on his hands, standing on the other. Pilate asks, who do you want? Barabbas wasn't prepared for this. He knew what he deserved, and what he deserved was the cross. Why was Pilate asking this question? Because there was no way that the people were going to set Barabbas free, especially when the other man on the other side was Jesus the prophet, Jesus the healer, Jesus the son of God. Who do you want? Barabbas. And to his surprise, the people cried his name instead of Jesus. And when Pilate asked, but what should I do with Jesus? The people screamed, crucify, crucify, crucify. Pilate didn't understand, but all the more the people screamed, crucify, crucify, crucify. On this day, Barabbas experienced what he did not deserve. Barabbas experienced freedom that he did not deserve. Barabbas experienced forgiveness that he did not deserve. And that's because Jesus was given the death sentence that he did not deserve. On this day, all those years ago, the Son of God, the very creator of the world, was put to death in the worst of ways. On this day, the evil inside of humanity and the powers of darkness stood as the world lost its light as Jesus was crucified. He didn't just die any death, but he died a torturous, slow, painful, humiliating death on a cross in front of his family, in front of his friends, in front of every person. It was a bloody, violent, gruesome day as God himself with thorns in his head, with open, bleeding wounds upon his body, 
was put on display for every person in Jerusalem to see. This man, Jesus, who came as a miracle baby to the virgin girl, is now hanging on this tree. This man, Jesus, the carpenter's boy, put to death for telling the truth. Jesus, the man who just days earlier was welcomed with open arms to, as he rode into town on a donkey while the peoples rejoiced and they sang, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. This man, Jesus, is hanging on this cross and stands condemned as these very same people spew curses at him. The incredibly fraud court proceedings that took place under the cover of darkness. The torn garments of the high priest. The instincts of Pontius Pilate that said this man was innocent. But the roar of the crowd that silenced his logic. The lashes of the whip that tore open his back. The crown of thorns that was pushed into his scalp. The beating that he received as he was carrying the cross up Calvary. The nails that pierced his hands and feet. The crowd that mocked him as he waited for death to meet him. The sour wine they gave him to drink. All of this for one purpose. All of this for one end. All of this for one phrase. It is finished. As he was hanging on the cross with his final breath, he let out his final words. It is finished. His entire life summed up in one sentence. His entire ministry ended with these words. His entire purpose for coming to the earth was found in this final message to his people. It is finished. The Bible says in John 19 that when Jesus knew his time had come, he cried out, it is finished. He bowed his head and he gave up his spirit. This was not a cry of termination of his life, but this was the cry of declaration from the Savior of the whole world. This is Jesus declaring to us and declaring to them at that time that once and for all, your sins are forgiven. Your chains have been broken. You are set free from the power of darkness and there is nothing that has control over you any longer. It is finished. My work on the cross, it is complete and you are set free to live in freedom. There is now a path to the Father that we didn't have before, and it is through this man, Jesus Christ. Because of his death on the cross, the price has been paid in full. There is no more striving, no more death, no more fear, no more anxiety and sin. Jesus is the ultimate and perfect sacrifice, and Jesus fulfilled the law of sin and death. Because of Jesus' death on the cross, we have new life. Because of his death, we have new freedom. We have new forgiveness that we've never known and we've never seen before. Why is this day good? 
Because Jesus took on our sin, he took on our shame, and he carried it to the cross. And in a beautiful exchange, he traded his life so that we could have ours, doing for us what we could never do for ourselves. Dying the death and paying the price that God only could. This is a good day because our struggle with sin, our fear of death, the chains that have a hold on our lives, the strife is broken and it is finished. The perfect God who spoke and worlds were formed, the very God who taught the sun how to shine, came to the earth and lived and died so that we could have love, so that we could have forgiveness, so that we could have a relationship with the one who loves us more than anybody ever could. This is a good day because when they pierced the side of our Savior, streams of mercy and grace and forgiveness flowed down from Him upon the earth. This is a good day because on this day, 2,000 years ago, Jesus hung on this tree and with His final word, He tore the veil, He broke down the walls, and He bridged the gap that kept us from the Father. On this day, on this Good Friday, love ran red, and it washed us clean, and it washed us righteous. On this Good Friday, eternal life was given to us through the death of Jesus Christ. On this Good Friday, it is finished. It is finished. It is finished. Is there something that is holding you back from having a relationship with Jesus? Is there something that has a hold on you in your life that you need freedom from? Is there something in your life right now that needs finishing? Right now, we are going to take the next few moments. And I'm going to give you guys the opportunity to find, find solitude here. And pray and ask God to show you what it is in your life that needs to be finished. When you walked in, there were cards on your seat. And there's a pin in the seat back pocket in front of you. What I ask is that you write down, as you pray, you write down whatever it is in your life that needs finishing. You write it on the back of that car, and you leave it at the foot of the cross. And what I ask is that when you, when you write that down, when you have whatever it is that needs finishing, you bring it up, you drop it at the foot of the cross, and then you grab communion on either side and take it back to your seat and pray and we will take communion together. Cody's going to play. Take these next few moments to reflect, to figure out whatever it is that needs finishing in your life. But don't leave here with that. Leave it here at the foot of the cross where Jesus finished it all. Grab the elements of communion, take it back to your seat, and we will take communion together.